There wasn't any propeller. There wasn't any coral reef. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. Welcome to Bite This Radio with Jaws. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Well, 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 look at who it is. It's you, and it's me, and it's Bite This Radio. It is so nice to be here. I hope everyone is having a good day. Uh, I hope, you know, wherever you are in the world, uh, you're safe and you're happy. And, uh, you know, maybe you're in quarantine. Maybe your quarantine isn't that crazy. You never know. Bite This Radio is on 33 different radio stations across the planet. So everyone's experience uh, who may be listening to the show right now could be completely different than mine. Um, I am, you know, as always at home in my stream center in Orange County, California, uh, working on tons of music. I'm chilling. I'm hanging out with the wife and the dogs, playing video games, you know, doing all of this stuff. Um, and right now, I'm live recording this radio show for you on Twitch. Now, if you haven't yet and you're a, an avid listener of Bite This Radio, because I know there are tons of people that tune into the radio show, whether it's on Insomniac Radio on Dash um, or Apple Podcasts or any of the radio stations across the planet that play this radio show. If you want to get into it, if you want to interact, if you want some shout-outs to happen on the radio show, Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Bite This Radio Live happens on my Twitch Twitch account, my Twitch account, um, which is twitch.tv slash Jaws Official. If you haven't joined in, you definitely should. Um, It's always a blast. We have an incredible community in here, um, and it's been really cool to get to do the radio shows live. Now, why don't I let you know what's going on today? We have an incredible show. We have, I mean, I always say this, but we have an incredible show today. Um, In a couple seconds now, I am going to conduct a little interview, as I normally do on Bite This Radio nowadays, because we have so many guest mixes from so many artists uh, who are releasing on the label, which is incredible. It's an incredible thing that we get to do. Um... So I normally like to do an interview with an artist friend of mine. We will, you know, talk about life in quarantine and music and all that good stuff. And then we finish off with a guest mix. Our interview this week are some of my absolute favorite people on the entire planet. They go by the name Lewis the Child. Freddie and Robbie from Chicago, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I always call Chicago my second home. And uh, I've known about these boys for so long. We'll talk about it more in the interview, but I've known about Lewis the Child forever. And ever since I met them, they've just been the sweetest, most incredible guys. And uh, I'm super excited to get to pick their brains and kind of talk about the past and the future and all that stuff. And then talking about people that I've known forever at Don We Rage, who is one of my oldest friends in music, who just put out an incredible, incredible record on the label called Bad Acid, has not just a guest mix for you, but an all-original guest mix for you guys. It's going to be absolutely insane. I am so stoked. 
Uh, but you know what? Without further ado, why don't we just get into it? Okay, chat, everyone say hello to the one and two only, because it's not the one and only, because there's two of you, but the one Together we are the and one two and, and the only, Lewis the Child, everyone, make some noise. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate Thank you for all the noise. Yeah, wow, it's great. great. What, what a crowd. Lovely noise. What a crowd. Wait, I have, I have crowd noise here. Hold on. Oh, yes. Yes. Send it. Nope, that's a laugh. I don't think I added the <laughs> clapping noise. Okay, we'll get there next stream. We'll get there next interview. It's fine. Welcome, Lewis the Child. Hey. Hello. How you doing? What's up? Uh, so we just did a little interview together on your guys' social media platforms. Uh, so you, you, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Or you know what? Let's let's backtrack because I'm I'm sure you weren't watching the stream before this. But Bite This Radio, as I'm sure you're aware, because you have Playground Radio, your radio show, um, it's not just on Twitch. It's not just on Insomniac Radio. It's on 33, uh, for Bite This Radio at least, 33 different radio stations across the planet. So there could be people listening to the show right now who don't know who you are. I find it hard to believe, but it's possible. So why don't you just give yourselves a a super, uh, you know, short and sweet introduction. Yeah, we're, we're two kids from Chicago. Um, we met in high school and started making music together. And uh, we our first first festival ever that that you know brought us brought us some uh, you know popularity was was Coachella, and that was like one of the coolest things ever. Like four. What's Coachella? Ago. I've never heard about that. It's, it's like a, it's a you heard of music festivals? Yeah, it's one it's of where no. music music yeah. bands come together. Yeah, yeah well, it, it, it must be a tiny festival. Point. It must yeah. be like a really not big deal. Niche market. For sure. Yeah, we had a really early time slot and, and a lot of people came and we had a song called It's Strange out then that that, uh, that was doing really well. And we had a few other songs out by that time. But yeah, now it's been a bunch of time since then. We put out a, an EP called um, uh, Kids at Play and we're about to put out a new project pretty soon here. And Ooh. with a child and two people Ro- from Robbie Chicago. And from from Chicago, yes. Yeah. Frobby and ready, dude. Love Frobby. it. Yeah, I'm always ready. Um, so I'll tell you guys, as in you guys, and uh, you know the listeners. Um, I've known about Lewis the Child for the longest time, like even way before Jaws started. I remember because my cousin Brandon, who you know has worked in music for a million yeah. years who grew up not very far away from where you guys grew up. He was like, yo, I know these kids from Chicago. They're called Lewis, the child, you know, they're, they're really going to be something one day. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Brandon, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, cause you know, it's Brandon and he's my cousin and he just, you know, he loves to talk about stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay. And then I remember when I was going to college at LMU, um, or maybe when I had just dropped out, you guys were at USC. Were you? I went to a year uh, of USC. Robbie did, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I did the same thing. I went to a year of uh, LMU before I dropped out. Um, so, you know, we went to college, right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. College educated. Um, but yeah, I remember when uh, when you were at USC and Brandon was like, yo, these guys are crushing the frat parties, dude. Like, they're really going to be something huge. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, for sure, man. He's like, yeah, you should come down to one of these USC frat parties with us. And meanwhile, I'm like in the middle of like isolating myself from the planet and just trying to make music every day. And I'm like, Brandon, I don't fucking give a shit. 
about whoever you're talking about. I'm not leaving my house. I don't go to parties. And then all of a sudden, Lewis Child shows up and starts smashing shit left and right. And I'm like, oh, look, it's those guys that he was talking about. And, uh, <laughs> and it was really cool to see, you know, because everyone knows well, that, that, you know, friend or friend of a friend or, you know, uh, group, band, singer, whatever. And they're like, you know, that guy's really going to be something one day. And then they normally aren't because that's kind of how music is. You know, everyone wants to be a rock star. Everyone wants to be a DJ. Everyone wants to be a this or a that. And it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice and luck and talent. And, uh, you know, you guys fucking did it. I don't know how I well, did, but I... It's exactly like you're saying, man. Like when you were saying you were hold up at home, I want to make music. I want to. I don't want to go out to parties. It's like people, we sacrifice this time so that we can... We can do what, what we know in our hearts, like, you know, should, should be, should come out of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent, man. I like, yeah. I, there were like a couple things in life that happened to me that just, you know, really made me realize that the only thing that I'm supposed to do on this planet is, you know, the only thing that I'm going to like contribute to the planet is music. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think that, you know, once you kind of understand that it's, there's, it's, it almost becomes really clear, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I, it, it wasn't that I wanted to be a rock star. It wasn't that I wanted to play crazy shows. It was just like, I want to make something of myself through music. And then it was like really easy for me to just like shut out all of these like other, you know, uh, distractions in my life and just like put my head down and work. And I feel like it's really tough for people to do that. And the only people that I've ever known that have ever become successful in music are the ones who've done exactly what I did, what you did. Uh, you know, all the kids that I saw come through icon, you know, whether it was Mac J or, you know, nightmare and slander and Kazo and prototype and, you know, all of these kids that are continuing to come out of icon and, you know, all these kids all over the planet. The one constant is just, you know, dedication and it's yeah uh, and, and it, i think like you said like it's when you're focused on how do i make this music how do i how do it's like an action how, how you get focused on the action of how you're going to do it and not focused on the image of like what what you're going to be one day you know like what how many people are going to be at your crowd in your crowd or like you know it's like focus on like what what is the action that i want to do not like what is the image i want to be you know what i mean 100 percent, yeah and i think that's you know what's what's so cool about you guys is like you know you're just robbie and freddie like obviously you have lewis the child you're not robbie and freddie make dance music but like there's not some sort of like larger than life like you know it, it's always felt to me super genuine and like natural and like you guys didn't you, you don't try to be something you just are and especially through the music like especially in the early days, like the, the shit that you guys were putting out, n there was no one making anything even remotely similar. Like anyone that you could, you know, draw like similarity to with you guys, I still felt like you were like a mile away from that. And that's so fucking rare. Cause people say that about me and I'm like, no, like go listen to AC Slater, go listen to Jack beats, go listen to all these people. Like I'm not that far away from them. I might've done it a little differently, but like, you know, I, it was still close. And you guys, meanwhile, were just like on this complete different planet. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's so fucking cool. 
Yeah, man. I think when you when you said like just take a listen to Aces later, listen to this, you know, I think maybe maybe the only difference would be like I, I'm we're also pulling from a lot of like a lot of uh, inspiration from the music that's not electronic where we're, we'll pull from new inspiring electronic that that it, we're listening to at the time but then also be listening to like you know i grew up on like jazz and playing jazz and uh and i, I grew up listening to indie rock and and rob loves r- rock and roll like Jimi hendrix and we both love blues and we're kind of just trying to mix all of all of that together and and uh and still kind of mix that in with like the inspiration from all that shit we love like the the boys noise ac slater like you know you know all all that you know mix it all together and and it's kind of it's difficult and sometimes it it feels like this weird puzzle where there's a million pieces and like no there's no right way to put the puzzle together but you just like kind of just does that look like the right puzzle you know (laughs) yeah yeah i feel you i feel you 100 so many pieces you know but but then you know when you when you kind of just like dumb it down to its rhythms and melody and you know you're you're playing whatever rhythms you're feeling on the drums on whatever you know percussion and kick and whatever you're feeling mixing that with like whatever you know chords you're feeling whether they're minor or major or have tons of extra added tones that add color and so it's i don't know it's just so <laughs> so many there's so many like sub skills in making yeah. music like and that's like, not even talking about the fact that now you have to be, you know, until a certain point, at least you have to be your own marketing person. You have to be your own manager for a while. You have to be your own social media person. You have to be, you know, your own fucking therapist. You have to be your own so many things. Like it's, it, you know, it's not just like, you know, you're not just a band anymore, like sitting in the studio, just being like, ooh, I'm an artist. I'm going to sit here and make music all day. And then the suits can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like we all have our hands so, so deep. And honestly, I try to remove myself from all of that as much as I can. Cause I just, it, it fucking kills me on the inside. Like the post it this time and make sure you're posting about this kind of stuff so that it looks relevant and people will interact and you know, you're your fucking organic reach and all that god it fucking drives me crazy but it's all just as important um to to being an artist nowadays which is you know a crazy thing but it's and and on that note too i feel like what you guys have always done with social media feels super natural to you and not like you're trying to be anything that you aren't already um and I, I just, I, I respect that a lot because I feel like that's something that, you know, I wish I could do more of. And I, I think I try to, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But then I, you know, I look at, you know, what this person is doing and what that person is doing. And, you know, instead of being like, oh, it's cool. It doesn't matter. I'm just doing me. I'm like, oh, why am I not doing that? Should I be doing that? Should I be collabing with this person? Should I be, you know, posting this kind of stuff on my Instagram? Like, it's, I think it, I think we all taste. We know, we all feel those things, and then you make your decisions based on your taste. You know, like yeah. and that's how you kind of grow and, and determine yourself over time. I feel like it's good to be to to you know carry yourself online and, and just as an artist in general, as the type of artist that you would love to be a fan of. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever shit that you enjoy and other people, you know, bring a little bit of that into what you're doing, and and you know. I don't know. I always feel like I'm just trying to be the coolest, the, the artist that I would be the biggest fan of like cool in an ideal I, world. I feel like, that's so hard, man. That's like, you know, you have the power to, to 
you know, it's all up to you to, to treat it however you want to treat it, you know, so you can be the artist that you would love to follow if you want to, you know, or you could be the artist that, you know, plays by someone else's rules and, you know, that's totally fine too. But, yeah. but, but it's definitely here, here's, to, here's the thing oh. I think is that, you know, everyone tells you to, to do certain things that are working for other people and it can work for other artists, but I think the only people that really, really make an impact on the world of music are the ones who go the polar opposite of that. And, you know, I think good of examples of that other than you would be someone like Rez. You know what I mean? Where it's like, she's a girl, she's a producer, she's a DJ. There's so many ways that, you know, the, the, the business side of dance music could have tried to market that and be like, oh, you know, you should be like, you know, really pretty and make really pretty music and do this and that. She was like, nah, dude, I'm just like this fucking badass chick that's going to make the heaviest music ever and have spinny googly eyes and just be trippy as shit. And it's like, in theory, that should never catch on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why it worked so well is that it was so counterculture and it was so different than everything that was going on at the time. Um, and I would, I would argue that that's, you know, what happened with you guys is there was all of this like super polished dance music that was coming out and all of these super like, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know what a good way to describe it is, but like, you know, almost like corporate music as far as like not the music itself, but kind of the music itself and how, the way that it was represented and the way that it was packaged and the way it was put out. And then, you know, through my eyes, when I see you guys, it's just like these two kids who are like, yo, like we make music and like, here you go. And people just mm -hmm. fell in love with the music and that was all that it needed, which is so fucking cool. It's, it's, yeah. it's man. The, it the, the right song will, will, you know, carry its own weight, you know? I, that's right. something that you know because i get a lot of questions about that kind of stuff on the radio show and streams and stuff is you know uh you know uh, oh it's so hard to be found in music nowadays and blah, blah 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 whatever but it's like you put out a song good enough and it doesn't matter who you are like people are going to hear it and they're going to share it and it's going to take off totally. and totally. and totally. on that note um nico from the stream asks do you have any advice for anyone who is on the fence about per pursuing music and uh, pursuing a traditional career path? I mean, it depends on like him individually, I'd say. Um, I mean, you know, you could, you can go for it and understand that there's a chance of failing, but there's also a chance of success or you can not go for it. And 10 years down the road be saying, shit i didn't even go for it i didn't even try yeah. but also you know? also your chance of failing is is completely determined by how you're applying yourself every single day i uh, I, I think that's that is fucking on the nail dude or on the head nail nail on the head gotta, whatever it is yeah you just gotta if you if it's really what you want um you gotta do it as fast as possible and there's a lot of things you gotta learn you know you gotta learn about drums piano ableton you know, uh, rhythm, accounting rhythm, one and two and three and four and one and a two and a three and a four and a, and you have to get out, like figure out your chords, understand that. 
And it's all just like building blocks that it does take time. But like the more, the, like I was saying, the more you apply yourself and the more this information is like, you can Google it. You can Google like music theory or chords, like learn how to understand chords or. Yeah. I learned shit on YouTube, bro. That's how YouTube I did best, it. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's YouTube University is is me. I, I yeah, learned right. a lot of sound design on YouTube, um, especially if you're trying to make electronic music. It'd be good to to look up some sound design tutorials on like on Silent or Serum or Diva. What do you What do you guys it. use most? What do you use most? We switch, man. We use everything. Um, it depends. I mean, si- silence for a while was like the go-to. That that's was our, so like, funny because, and that's what I was hoping you were going to say, because that yeah. was the first synth that came out of Freddie's mouth was silent. Yeah. And like, <laughs> dude, I feel like silent hasn't been used in dance music in like a contemporary way since like the big room days. You I know what I mean? Serum came around and everyone's like, all over serum man uh body our body gold remix was was uh the wah, 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 that was silent yeah and we have a few that like the the main lead is silent it, it's good for leads um and sometimes it can sound a little too digital but it, sometimes it sounds really nice and bright and yeah i would i would argue uh-huh. that it probably sounds less digital than serum though i think i think yeah. serum is like the poster child of like perfectly beautiful digital you know sound design and then silent is somewhere in the middle of that and massive you know what yes. i mean serum has some crazy wavetables that that no other synth has and crazy manipulation and fm synthesis that a lot of a lot of other you know like silent doesn't have any fm really uh synthesis but yeah, like like to the guy who asked this question, all of these things are things to learn about FM synthesis, you know, like um, it's like just uh, sound design, like EQ, every single plugin inside of Ableton, like what they do. It's all like a whole. You body also of have to use that, Ableton. You have to use Ableton. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I mean, it's the best. It is, um, dude. It's the best. Um, but yeah, it's just like I said, it's about how you apply yourself every day, and and then don't get don't let fear get in the way. Make it about like learning, getting better. Like don't look at anyone else. Just look at where you were yesterday, and and make sure that you're, you know, further than you were. That's amazing. So, because understand that at every step of the way, like as shitty as you are right now at producing or making music, like you know, we were there at one point. Absolutely. You know, Sam was there at one point. I still am there, dude. I'm still there, man. Just as skilled as you are now at one point. And he, he, you know, everyone started somewhere and everyone's been at every stage of it. So don't, don't be discouraged if you're not as good as you want to be. Like everyone who's amazing was at that point and they got past it. They fought through and and improved themselves. So you can too. Yeah. Um, And Uh, I'm, 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 yeah. Go ahead. What's up? Go ahead, Fred. I was just gonna say it's usually not a matter of uh, of like who's the smartest. It's usually the matter of like who's working the hardest and who's working the smartest too. At the Man, same time. I say that shit all the time, bro. I literally like those are like the two main things that I stress so much on the stream when people ask questions like this. Is like you know, and there's so many. Uh, of course, everyone likes to talk about the wonder kids who just you know are 15 years old and somehow have figured out how to be the best music producers on the planet. 
But nine times out of 10, it's people like you guys and like me and like all of the other producers that, you know, we're homies with who just grinded it out, man. And, you know, you suck forever. And then eventually, even if you still think you suck, you actually don't suck anymore. You know, <laughs> it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. It's good to know where you are and to know that where you need to get better, no matter how good you get, no matter how many plays you have, it's always good to know what's next to learn, what's next to where to push yourself. Um, yeah. What would you say is your guys's like pinnacle achievement right now that you've hit? Uh, we, I mean, as not, uh, my, my pinnacle achievement isn't with Lewis, the child, sadly, it's, it's <laughs> cl- closer with the chain smokers producing that, um, with, with Oh Drew. yeah. I totally forgot about that. That one was crazy. That's um, insane, and, man. I know just on the back of his tour bus one day, but then, uh, for Lewis, the child, it's like, uh, better not, or like, um, red rocks doing mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like honestly at this point, like just completing our debut album to me yeah, is like finishing that the, is you know, our pinnacle too. That's a that's a huge, huge deal. Like we're both singing know, on like, it. We're both you're both singing. All, yeah, both yeah. of you. Yeah. Are you doing beautiful like Moonlight Sonata duets or like what's the vibe? <laughs> that's that's to come. You know the the label doesn't want us to do do the experimental shit till down the. <laughs> i feel it i feel it i feel it oh man um that's incredible man i i think you know a obviously congratulations on putting together an album i've i've done it and probably not nearly as big or expansive of an album or as much Man, of an undertaking. You're, you're, no, yours you're, had more of a, a of a storyline than ours. I wish ours was don't, as epic as yours. Don't put yourself down like that. Yours was yours diverse yours, as fuck. Well, diverse, but also just like the storyline and the kind of like intro is fucking crazy and all the Thank chapter. You. Uh, you know, Weird. I think it. I like, think no one else is doing this shit. This is amazing. I'm so stoked. That's awesome. I mean, that was definitely the goal. Um, you know, I think I probably went a little too overboard on the album, both in in terms of you know size number of tracks and just like you know whatever but i'm glad that i did it that way because like you said no one was really doing that shit and i was like okay if i'm gonna put together an album you know like there has to be a reason for it and like i wanted it to be conceptual because like me putting out an album with a bunch of pop bangers on it or whatever like that wasn't the move for jaws at that moment you know like none of my fans would have got it and i don't think that you know uh, you know, and that's the biggest thing in my career is like, I've always net wanted to do what felt natural for a myself, but also B for my project, you know, like I always make all different kinds of music and do whatever, but like, I also like, you know, uh, and I guess it specifically comes down to making more, uh, you know, pop leaning stuff, which ironically I'm doing a ton of right now in, uh, in quarantine, which has been awesome. But back then it was like, you know, I, I don't want to lose my core fan base, but then also gain no fans. And like, I didn't even really give a shit about writing that kind of music at the time. And that was yeah. the most important thing. But for you guys who just smash pop bangers out left and right without even trying, I can only imagine what your fucking album sounds like. Yeah, we'll, we'll send it to you, man. It's, it's like, it's kind of like all of our other releases, how there are just like tons of different, different vibes, but I think it, it ties together much more than any of the other ones and has a more like, I don't know. It's just the most polished sounding and it's just, it's, it's awesome. 
That, um, that is the cool thing about an album is you really you really get to spend the time just like dialing it in, you know, like, and I guess, I guess, you know, to, to wrap up the interview, cause I've kept you guys here forever. Um, two things, two things I want to, I want to ask is, um, one, and this is something that I've talked about basically every radio show. Um, but it really, you know, interests me to hear it from tons of different artists is for me personally, I've actually really enjoyed having quarantine cause it basically put a stop button on the, on my career. And I got to make music for being creative again, instead of worrying about putting out a song before a tour or a show. Yeah, or, you're not you know, on the hamster wheel. You're, you're free again. <laughs> yeah. So how, <laughs> yeah. how have you guys felt like, how, how has being, you know, locked up, you know, affected your creativity and just your life in general? Yeah. I mean, we, it's, you know, we we like finished our album or like sent it all off to get mixed and then it was literally like the day after that was like all right now th you know three weeks till the tour starts so we had to jump straight into like building everything for the show so right. it was really really stressful and just like you know the process of finishing an album is something we've never done before and you know you're pretty pretty, pretty like worn out from it so it was you know as much as I wanted to get back out on the road, I'm kind of like happy that we have this time to like, it was such a relief. A it was such like, a relief when we got you know, the time to like be at home. Yeah. And now we get to be creative. Like you're talking about, like we finally get this time to make whatever we want and like focus on, Hell yeah. like, focus on the nitty gritty again. And like, mm -hmm. I'm, I've been practicing scales at, like piano scales, like every day and vocal scales and like just getting my okay getting my i thought i thought i was doing a good job i'm like you know writing music all the time and whatever i'm not fucking practicing scales i should be learning how to sing right now when i'm skills do yeah, it you i probably time. should i do buy, buy some books too we got time to read like any little pieces of insight on something you're interested in would would you know you got the time inspire now. you a ton yeah I think, and you know, that's, that's another thing that I really try to drive home, especially on the radio show is, you know, everyone is upset that we're all stuck at home, but I think people like you guys are a great example of like, you know, turn a shitty situation into something positive and you can like influence your life in a positive way, whether it's, you know, getting on a workout schedule or like, you know, learning how to cook and eat healthy or, you know, learning more about music or just, you know, all these things that you can do to, to better yourself for when we get out of quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to come out of quarantine, like leveled up. Yeah. yeah. Well, your hair's already leveled Mario up. And eat the mushroom right now. And come <laughs> yeah, out dude. Stronger. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah um, man, it's, it's been the best. It's been amazing. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, when, when all of this is said and done, we're going to have the most incredible couple years of music that probably any of us have been a part of. And, Definitely. you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's always darkest before the light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, like, heard, I heard that there was some, I don't remember which plague it was, but there was, there was a plague and then, and everyone was kind of holed up inside like, like centuries ago. And after that was one of the biggest art, artistic revolutions in like a long time so you know i'm not you know gonna jinx it but i have a <laughs> feeling you're right that things are gonna be you know yeah. really level after this yeah and it's like you know obviously everyone is upset and you know like someone in the chat just said i can't wait for festivals to come back but it's like i think once it does come back and everyone hears what we've all been working on 
and just shit goes crazy, like it will have all, at least in our world, I think completely have been worth it. Cause it's just, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, with that being and, said, no, oh, go for it, go for it, go for uh, it. I was just going to say real quick. Uh, and like these, these festivals have been going on for so long, like year after year, like nonstop, like to have a year of rest, like they're going to be, you know, anyone who was tired of the festival, even a little bit, you know, for go, if they're going to like 10 festivals a year or something, like it'll be fresh again, brand new and like such a cool experience. Like that's all over for it. Yeah. I haven't even thought about it like that, but that is so true. Cause there are yeah. so many kids that go, you know, when they get into it, they get into it. You know what I mean? They have to go to every festival, every show. They stop being able to afford it. They, you know, grow out of it. They get sick of it. And that's right. totally true. It's like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. Totally. I think, I think, you know, and I'm sure that's on our side too. You know, I'm sure we were all getting burnt out. I was definitely getting burnt out of touring as much as I love it. And I would, I would never, ever stop. As long as people want me to play shows, I will go and I will perform. But like, it definitely, Absolutely. it definitely loses its, you know, mystique. Yeah. And, and you know that there's stuff you want to work on back home and you know that like you have a next chapter to unfold if you would only have the time you know <laughs> exactly exactly and uh so yeah definitely silver linings well thank you guys for you know sticking around and taking the time out of your your busy busy day of you know singing <laughs> scales and being fucking pop stars to say hello to the chat um it, yeah. i mean obviously you talked about the album um is there is there anything else you want fans to know before uh before you go we love you yeah and we we hope you're doing well in this quarantine and we're excited to see everyone when it's all done hell yeah, yeah. We, absolutely well everyone yeah. in everyone in this chat loves you guys a whole lot and i have a feeling that everyone who listens to the radio show loves you guys a whole lot too uh one final question before you yeah. go just to set it in stone in history forever how do you pronounce your name it's what well, depends no it, is, it depends <laughs> where you are in the country we decided yeah. it depends where you are in the world in the states if, we if say louis if you're in france it's louis it's louis, it's louis in france louis the child okay but, it's louis in montreal in montreal it's louis. But, but it's also really in the end it's it's whatever you want to say yeah you know uh, i i'm not going to correct anyone if they if they say it louis we say louis but i also think louis sounds sick so you can say Louie. You can say Lucy. You can say Lois, like whatever. Lois the child. I love that. I think that's I think that's I think that's my new one. Oh, everyone in the chat is saying uh that they miss my dog Louie. We fostered a dog who was named Louie um during this quarantine. He's at his forever home now. Um but yeah, maybe he was named after Louie the child. You never know. You never yeah. know. Who who knew? Who knows? Who knows? Who will know? Hey, who knows? Thank you, bro. Appreciate you for having us. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I can't wait until we get to hang out next. Um, everyone in the chat has, you know, obviously been saying collab, collab, collab. And, you know, uh, I just want to, I want to, I want to set the record straight. These two have so many times said that we should work on a song and it's been me who's been putting it off. So I'll just take the blame for that. Um, but especially now that the album's done, I'm just sitting here writing. Now we have time to get into it. And honestly, I didn't want to uncool Lewis the Child because you guys were on such a fucking streak 
and not that, you, not that you still yeah. aren't you know what i mean but like awesome. it's like it's like you know I, I was like you know it would be so cool for me to do a song with lewis the child but would it be cool for lewis the child to do a yeah, song dude, with me so we should do some crazy shit yeah i'm down we'll we'll get like, into it fun we should have the most fun like people should yeah. be jealous of the fun we just had making that song. hell yeah i'm in i'm in all right with that i'll let you guys go go hang out with uh give me give uh give old c millie a smooch on the cheek for me <laughs> all right we'll do all, all right, right awesome. thank you guys later bye all right what an interview incredible wonderful Colin Miller, what a rad dude. He sure is. Colin Miller was my, he's a, you know, he's LTC's right-hand man, but he also joined me on a tour in 2019, um, the the Bite America tour. I love Colin very much. He's a great guy. All right, guys, that was an incredible, incredible, wonderful interview with Lewis the Child. And you know what? I'm having so much fun talking that I want to do a little bit more talking. And we have a guest mix coming up, like I said, from Adamu Rage. And normally I say a little bit about the person, but Stormy and I have known each other for so long that I figured I would just give him a little call and uh, we could talk a little bit before he plays his mix. So without further ado, everyone say hello to Stormy, aka at Dawn We Rage. What's up, dude? What up? What up, man? Um, yeah, so in case you don't know who it Don We Rage is, he was absolutely murdering the dubstep scene back in the early days. And also, if you're an old school Jaws fan, you would know that one of my very, very early songs was with it Don We Rage called Prop Demands. And that was honestly the song that kind of started me down the path to house music, which is ironic because I feel like you you haven't really put out any more house music as it Don We Rage, huh? No, I've done very little. Um, I have stuff that I've definitely worked on, but nothing that I've really like put out per se. Yeah, because I know you you do house music stuff with Ryan all the time. You know. Yeah, but, yeah, we're working on a bunch of live stuff with it. Actually, we just bought a ton of new gear. Of course, of course. <laughs> um. So Always. so yeah. Why don't you just give yourself a, a little bit of you know just who you are and what you do and why people should you know listen to your incredible all original should i add guest mix that's coming up yeah um put me on the spot here um i've been doing it forever um been you know producing for almost 10 15 years now try to do a little bit of everything mainly dubstep's been kind of the adami rage thing for a minute um with this mix i tried to do it all original um which took me like a day to kind of put together i was kind of battling with it back and forth but and is, like, is, right, is most of it unreleased stuff a lot of it's unreleased that's I think crazy actually, like, maybe all of it but like two or three tracks that's so sick that's nuts so you can tell i've definitely been sitting on a lot of music for a really yeah long you time. always do that man you always fucking do that <laughs> I, you were always the guy you would just have all these songs and you would play them for us and we're like yo this is fucking sick and you're like yeah i don't know yeah, some of these have been sitting in the uh, in the folder for a little bit now, but um, <laughs> this was kind of like if I if I put them in a mix, it'll maybe force me to actually just put them out and there you go. Down that process. There so. you go. Well, yeah, and that's kind of you know um, just to give you know everyone a little bit of backstory on Stormy and I. Um, the way that I met Stormy was uh, he became a teacher at Icon Collective where I was a student, and. Um, we just started hanging out and, you know, he, he would teach me tons of stuff. And then, 
you know, Stormy kind of took me under his wing and, you know, we went to that incredible show in Arizona, which I'll never forget in my entire life. <laughs> the weirdest, sketchiest show of all time that never even happened. It was like Firefest before Firefest existed. Oh, dude, it was so bad. There it was, was uh, literally... What's the, what's the name? The guy with the clock. Um, I can't Oh, yeah, Flava um... Flav was there. <laughs> Yeah, we were in literally the middle of nowhere in Arizona and literally the weirdest, weirdest place I had ever been. And, you know, in my head, I've never gone anywhere. I've never done anything in music. So I'm like, oh, I'm going with Stormy to some, you know, festival thing. It's going to be so cool and crazy. And we get to this little like cracked in hotel room and there's four of us or three of us or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is kind of sus. But like, you know, this, yeah. this is the life, you know, like it's cool. Mm -hmm. And K-Theory was playing, you know, and I had known K-Theory forever because of, you know, San Francisco shit back in the day. So I was all stoked. And uh, I, I can't remember what really happened, but basically we like showed up and no one was there and there like wasn't a stage or something. And they were just like, yeah, it's not happening today. And then we just kind of sat in like this weird... I didn't even play. Yeah, you didn't play. <laughs> Maybe K-Theory did play, but you did They played for like... 20 minutes they got paid and then they were like yeah we don't have enough money so don't play your set and i was like okay yeah that's fine. yeah 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 they literally couldn't afford to pay you that's what happened so then we just sat in this weird like trucker bar and all of a sudden flava flav walks in and it was like the weirdest i honestly can't believe that that whole day like it feels like a dream that i had you know like, I wish it was a dream that I had. <laughs> <laughs> but those were bonding moments, you know? That's stuff that I'll, sure. I'll, I'll remember forever. Um, and so, Good yeah, that's sure. that's how Stormy and I got to know each other. And, uh, you know, he, he helped me work on music on tons of the early Jaws stuff. And, uh, yeah, we ended up doing proper demands together. And I wasn't really doing house music yet. I was still super you know, obsessed with bass music and dubstep. And uh, that was like one of the first songs that really, really, you know, took off. And yeah, it's uh, funny because I remember those times and you were like, you know, pretty stoked on dubstep and that was your thing. And, you know, it was like that moment came where it was like, I have the ability to do house and, you know, do a little bit of everything. I was like, dude, just run with the no genres thing, man. Just, you know, don't. Yep don't limit yourself to one sound because that was one thing, you know, I know just from the beginning of doing, just kind of releasing whatever I wanted to, whatever I was feeling, just kind of, you know, sets the tone of being like, Hey, I'm going to write what I want. You don't pigeonhole yourself into one style of music, which could be hard for, you know, musicians to get out of sometimes. hundred percent. And, you know, I, I took that concept and ran with it. And that was, you know, music has no genres and all the early Jaws stuff. And, I'm definitely very glad that, you know, you helped guide me in the, on that path because, you know, uh, I definitely really appreciate the ability to do whatever I want with music. And, you know, maybe the people that know me for Rock the Party and Feel the Volume and whatever get confused when I put out other stuff. And maybe the people that only want to hear me make dubstep get butthurt when I make other stuff. But still... You know, if you know Jaws, you know that I basically will do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. And that was, you know, it's it's a really, uh, even if at times it it is, uh, you know, a bit of an issue, you know, now, because so many people know me for so many different things, I still can essentially do whatever I want. And it's pretty fucking great, man. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good place to be as a musician, man. I feel like, you know, the fans are more open to it nowadays than they were, you know, five, six, seven years ago in electronic music. You know, it's kind of like a lot of artists can get away with releasing anything nowadays. But, you know, back when I first started, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, why are you doing different stuff? Why you got all these different style of tracks? Yeah, and that's what I grew up with was, you know, the, yeah. the, the genre Nazis, you know, everything yeah. was super clicky and, you know, coming from, <clears throat> coming from metal, you know, I loved super heavy metal and I loved super melodic, pretty, you know, emo shit. And so then when I got into, you know, electronic music and I got far enough that, you know, we came to this point that we're talking about, I remembered how, you know, diverse my love of, you know, metal and rock was. And I was like, why can't that be the same as, you know, dance music or why can't dance music be the same as that? And I guess that's, yeah. you know, what really, you know, sold me on the whole concept of, you know, really trying to break the boundaries of all of these different genres. And, you know, it's so crazy to be where we are now. Cause I feel like that is such a thing of the past. You know what I mean? The whole like, oh, I For only sure, do man. this. I only do that. Like now it's like you're almost more unique if you only do one thing because everyone is doing everything. Yeah, for sure. I agree totally. But you know, that's, I like to, you know, I like to hear multiple styles from an artist nowadays. You know, it's cool to hear somebody, you know, with a killer house track, but also, uh, you know, super dope drum bass track because they yeah. are so different, but you still get those elements. Of I, I think, that and I think that's the key you know, is it still yeah. has to sound like you. You can't put out a house track that sounds like Fisher and then a dubstep track that sounds like Excision and then a drum and bass track that sounds like, you know, Fred V and Graphics. Like, it needs to be, you know, a house song that sounds like a Don We Rage and a dubstep song that sounds like a Don We Rage and a drum and bass song that sounds like a Don We Rage. It has to have that, you know, uh, that, that, like, you know, whatever it is that makes someone know even when they hear the song and they don't know that it's you and it might sound different than what you normally do, there has to be that quality to it that like people are like, Oh yeah, that might be that guy, you know, not like, Oh, yeah. this kind of sounds like a Fisher song. Oh wait, it's someone else. You know what I mean? For sure. I think that's what may have kept me sometimes from, you know, dropping a lot of like house tunes as a dummy rage. Cause a lot of my house stuff's like pretty chill. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but it's like funny because the way that you make dubstep is kind of like that too. Like you, you don't really do yeah. buildups and like you love putting like crazy lush pads over like, you know, crazy dubstep drops. And like you, you almost make these crazy, like, you know, uh, tear outy drops that are also almost feel ambient in a way. Yeah. I like my, I like my arps and my pads. Even if I got to drop it heavy, I still like that melodic stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and, you know, to be fair, it's totally viable to, you know, make, you know, separate aliases for different styles if they are going to sound completely separate from one another. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. I think, yeah. I think, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should make everything under one roof and that's the only way it should go. Um, but I, I guess, you know, the reason I do things the way I do and the way you do things the way you do is because back then that was the only way, you know, you couldn't yeah, be you, that person I mean, you, who was like, multifaceted. Like you said, you set the tone from the beginning. I mean, you let people know right away, like I'm going to release whatever I want, you know, like every interview you did, you were, you know, 
feel like if you just let people know that from the get-go, you know, it's cool. But if you really niche yourself in, you know, it might be a little bit harder down the line. Yeah, and that was always the conversation with Mo is he's like, you know, you should really like, you know, nail nail down a fan base with one kind of stuff thing and then expand. And I was like, that is the polar opposite way to do it. And yeah, I remember opinion. those, I remember those conversations back in the day when you were first having them and you were just like, I'm we'd all be sitting at the house. You're just like, dude, I want to do what I want to do. And I want to do it with this. And yeah, it's like, go for it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, all, all the credit to Mo for helping, you know, make my career what it, what it is and what it was back in the day. Cause it, it wouldn't have happened without him, but you know, that sure. I, I think that relationship between Mo and I, the constant fighting back and forth and finding that happy middle ground in between, you know, me and my hair brain, like this is the way that it's going to be. And, you know, fuck you if it's not like this. And then him being <laughs> like, Hey, here's, what's going to make you some fucking money. You know, and then us finding that like happy, you know, solution in the middle where we both felt like we were doing the right thing, uh, you know, was mm-hmm. was really, really important. But I, I want to stop For talking sure. about me. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Bad Acid because we actually found Bad Acid on, uh, was it during the charity stream that I did? And we were doing a bunch yeah, of, yeah, we were listening to a uh, bunch of demos and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Stormy ends up being in the stream, just hanging out and he's like, as a joke, he's like, hey, Sam, like, I sent you a demo. Why don't you listen to that? And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. And I'm really glad I did because the song, Bad Acid, that just came out on the label is absolutely fucking nuts. It, like, is is so old school but also feels fresh and, like, it isn't trying too hard. It just it is what it is. And I, I signed it on the spot, you know? Yeah. And you know, thank you again for the comments. And yeah, the yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's one thing if like I don't know you, and you know we meet through some song that you send to the label. Then you can be like, "Thank you." But I think you've known me long enough that you know it's cool. Like <laughs> you know, I felt you know I, that's why I sent that tune to you. And I didn't send it to anybody else. I was like, I think this would have a good home on Bite This. You know, it's hell yeah. You know, I appreciate like, that, man. It's got, it's got that old school feel, that old school vibe, but it's got the you know the newer newer shit going on too. So hell yeah. Speaking of know, old school dubstep, super hype. Fun case just joined the chat, raided with a party of forty one. Hey James, how you doing? Thanks for that. joining in. Um, well, I think that's a good segue. Um. All of you Fun Case fans, all of you Bite This Radio fans who are in the stream, all of you around the planet who are listening to Bite This Radio right now, I think you are going to enjoy what we have in store. Uh, I think it's time to get into the guest mix. Stormy, thank you for coming and hanging out and saying a couple words. Is there anything you want to say before we play the mix? Just uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for you know putting the tune out. I'm super hyped on it. You know, Go check it out on you know all the socials coming out tonight and yeah dude i'm stoked for everybody to jam the mix oh yeah let's get it cool all right i think that there's nothing else that needs to be said with that done thank you stormy for coming on by the way now it is time to play you guys one hell of a guest mix all originals from it Dalmy rage here on bite this radio live this is the guest mix on, on, on Bite This Radio. What's up, Bite This Radio? This is Stormy, a.k.a. Adami Rage. I'm super excited to give you an exclusive guest mix with a bunch of unreleased Adami Rage for this week's show. Without further ado, let's get into this mix. 
And that's exactly what I was talking about right there. Making it feel ambient and pretty, but still so heavy at the same time. At Dommy Rage, man. some reason you happen to just be tuning in right now welcome to bite this radio live with the adami rage guest mix
case you haven't heard it yet, here it is. The brand new record that just came out on Bite This. Bad Acid by Adam. We Rage. Absolute heater. Two fire. If you happen to catch me at the Dangerous Waters tour across America and Canada, you definitely heard this song. Been playing it everywhere. Absolute gold, man.
baseline hit some more eight liners. This is Adami Rage, and you're listening to Bite This Radio.
guest mix on, on, on Bite This Radio. You've been living under a rock right now. You are tuned in to Bite This Radio Live, the Adam We Rage all original guest mix.
up, listeners? This is Adami Rage, and right now you're listening to My Guest Mix on Bite This Radio. We'll be right back. 
Shit, I live for man. Break beats. This is Adami Rage. You've just heard an exclusive guest mix from me on Bite This Radio. I want to say a big thank you to my homie Jaws for having me on the show. See you guys next time. Stand by for Jaws. Well, well, well. What a mix, man. All originals. All originals from the main man at Adami Rage. That was so much fun. He took us on a journey, bro. An absolute journey. We went from dubstep to house, heavy to mellow, lots of pretty uh, arps and chords, break beats. I mean, man, and it was all original. It was all Adami Rage music. That is really, really impressive. Super epic. Um, thank you so much, Stormy Adami Rage, for the incredible guest mix. If you haven't checked out his song, Bad Acid, which you heard in that mix, you definitely got to go check it out. Just got released today, uh, which would be uh, Friday. Let's, let's scrap that, Taylor. It was just released this week on Bite This Radio. On, on Bite This Radio? That's what we're doing right now. It was just released on my label called Bite This, which is why we do Bite This Radio. I'm the worst today. But you know who wasn't the worst? At Domi Rage and his mix and his brand new song, Bad Acid, that you have to go listen to. And if you aren't in the stream right now and you're listening to this on the radio or somewhere else around the world, make sure you come hang out with us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Jaws Official, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every single week, we're doing Bite This Radio Live. Come get active in the chat. Come say hello. Make some new friends and you'll have a blast. Until next week, I hope you all stay safe, stay healthy, uh, stay having fun, stay listening to music. I'm going to keep hanging out with the stream, but until next time, I'll see you guys later. Fight This Radio, out.